Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as we get closer to Halloween and we see all the items in the stores as you go about your your business and shopping and uh, you see a lot of that kind of thing and uh, people wonder sometimes they're really divided people are are wondering whether should we do Halloween should we not or um, I don't know what what are some of the origins there what are your thoughts on that well we we have just a a small section in our keys on the occult um, and most people don't know the background it um, it originated Halloween with the ancient Celtic uh, harvest festival, and that would be Irish, Scottish, Welsh, and it's called Samhain, spelled like it looks like Sam Hain, mm-hmm. but it's called Samhain, um, which means festival of the dead. And people believed that on October 31st, the spirits of the dead were able to move freely, this is important, among the living people, and these spirits would commit violent acts. And as a part of the ritual, the Druid priests offered human sacrifices to appease dead souls. Now, tragically, in satanic cults, this practice still continues. Um... Just for terminology, druids, what, what is that? Uh, that would be the Celtic um, king-like chiefs and priests. Uh, jack-o'-lanterns, meaning the pumpkins with the faces, many times with um, scary faces. The tradition came from the Irish who carved out uh, potatoes and hmm. turnips and then illuminated them in an attempt to scare away these evil spirits. And eventually, the Celtic people replaced turnips with carved, grotesque faces in pumpkins. Um, The costumes, the masks, um, the Druids believed that if people assumed disguises, the evil spirits would not be able to recognize their victims. And some believed that demons could be frightened away if people wore hideous masks. Some even believed that the identity of the person wearing the mask could be changed to whatever was represented by the mask. That's, um, that could be scary. Um, the trick-or-treating, um, because I remember as a kid, we would arrive at homes to get as much candy as possible. That was my objective. Uh, I never heard that there was anything controversial. And you ring the bell, knock on the door, and it's trick-or-treat. Just always saying that. Well, this was to appease dead troublemakers, meaning people who would um, appear on doorsteps in hopes that evil spirits would be satisfied by and, and pass by them if they gave them treats. 
the orange and black. Um, why the orange and black colors? Well, traditional uh, color of orange uh, is just for the autumn harvest, and the black represents death. So both represent major themes of Halloween's uh, original purpose, festival of the dead. Festival would be the orange, the dead would be the black. Um, bobbing for apples. By the way, I did all this research just because I didn't know the background until this years ago. Uh, apples were the favorite fruit of Pomona. Pomona was the Roman goddess of orchards and gardens. And many games of divination, meaning fortune-telling, centered around them. And the apples are still a symbol of, like, uh, renewed life for witches. Um, did you ever see, with your kids, Jeff, mm -hmm. um, Snow White? Yes, I just thought of that story when you said that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's part of that package where the witch was involved with uh, within that fairy tale. The poisoned apple. The poisoned uh -huh. apple, right. Uh, then there are black cats, uh, bats. Uh, originally, people thought that witches turned themselves into cats, especially on Halloween night. And the bat symbolizes both a bird, meaning dealing with the soul, and a demon. The demon would be dweller of darkness. So in medieval times, it was thought that the devil often assumed the shape of a bat. Now, the point here, there, there is scripture um, that we need to understand. 2 Corinthians 6, beginning in 14, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, or what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the living Spirit, the living God. Uh, as God has said, I will live in with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Again, that number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. They'd like to hear from you and maybe recommend some resources that will help you in whatever struggle you might be having now. So if you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us, and we will get back to you as soon as we can to see what questions you would have for June, what kind of guidance you'd like to get, and uh, try to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800 night 17 And we look forward to hearing from you, and uh, we do have availability in the next few days, so please give us a call. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We welcome this evening, Alan. Well, hello, Alan. I'm glad you've called. How can we help you? Good evening, Jim. Good evening. I want to thank you for your ministry. Uh, You know, you've been a blessing. started listening to you when I was 17 years old, 28 now. My goodness, you're 28, and you started listening at age 17? Did I hear that right? Wow. Well, then we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, how how can we help you, Alan? Okay, so there's been been facing, like, spiritual warfare uh, at home, so... We're hoping to cover that spiritual warfare and sexual integrity, but mm-hmm. more specifically regarding spiritual warfare, there's been some like weird incidents in my home. You know, it started off with me. It felt like I got attacked in my mind. Mm-hmm. There was a night where you know I couldn't sleep. I felt like the thoughts were overwhelming. You know, and if and. Uh, on top of that, there was a night where my mom felt like she told me that she felt like something was touching her. Mm. Wow. And then there was a, during that time, I was, I felt like I was getting attacked that night, you know, after that incident. Yes. It happened like about a year ago, like a year and like six months. And every since has been challenging for me to sleep at night. 
And uh, another, mm. just to mention, another weird event was when I brought my dog over, you know, to my ho- to my home. Yes. And one night, you know, he was in he was in my room, and out of nowhere, uh, he just started like smelling, and that, and started like licking intensely and started barking. And it was just it was just me and him, and me and the dog, and so I found that weird. He hardly ever barks. So, are you saying that? Was he focused on what appeared to be something, and he kept barking at that something? Yes. First started sniffing, and then started barking. Afterwards, he started barking. Mm. Okay. By the way, I want you to know that uh, some time ago, a woman called me and told me, She said, I don't know what is going on. All I know is my dog keeps barking at something in the corner. And when I picked the dog up, the closer I got to the corner, the more trembling the dog was. The dog was trembling as she approached. And um, so we did certain things, and the next night she called back, and she said, it's gone. It's gone. But I'm just, I'm, the only reason I'm saying this is I believe you. I want you to know I believe you, and I hear what you're saying, that there appeared to be something that the dog was sensitive to that you couldn't see. That's what you're telling me. You didn't have a visual of anything. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. And you did you say, help me understand, didn't you say it was about a year ago? Well, or when did this first start? How, how long ago? So the sleeping problem started like about a year and like, I would say, I said six months, but it's like a year and eight months. Okay. And, uh, the, the incidents, I would say they started shortly after, well, probably like six months later. Mm-hmm. Yes. And did you have any anything unusual that was different basically a year and eight months ago? Was there anything that was different in your life? It could be uh, whether it's having to do with a person or a circumstance, but that would be out of the norm of what you would normally experience. Um, During that time, I would say no. I was just facing a lot of stress. Uh, have Have a brother, you know, who's, like diagnosed with a mental illness. Okay. So I feel like, you know, and I started reading about that. You know, I had I was doing a midterm, started reading a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure that that caused the, you know, the sleeping incident to happen. And then, you know, after that incident, just started getting a lot of fear. Okay, what you were saying is, as you began to just read um, 
some about mental illness, that's typically factual. It's not related to an op opening the door, and I guess I should ask that. Is there anything that could be opening the door to what we would call um, anything in the occult or anything that would deal with um, that that could be music uh, exalting Satan uh, could be tattoos uh, exalting Satan or, or the occult was there anything like that that uh, would be circumstantial um, I'm just trying to think of anything that would open the door to the occult that you can think of at this moment? No. No, other than, I'm going to be honest, uh, shortly after, well, after that incident, started going, you know, looking at stuff I shouldn't be looking at, you know, as it pertains to, like, sexual integrity. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm not sure. That's the only thing, but nothing regarding an occult or nothing like that. Not okay. not me. When you say not yeah. me, is there someone who was, to a degree, any family member involved in, or someone you were close to? No, not that I'm aware of. I said not me because, you know, I'm not sure. I haven't asked them, but I doubt it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so what you're saying is after that there was a, a, an opening of of certain um sexual activity that would be um something that you would know you wouldn't typically want as your lifestyle, but you got into that. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And had that been a part of your lifestyle before? Occasionally. It was, I was like on and off. But during that time, I was like free for like nine months. Mm -hmm. You had been free from the sexual, well, would we call that a sexual addiction? Is that where you were be, uh, it would be literally... Um, compelling um, activity that would be what what I know that at times we don't want, but it's like there's something compelling. It's secretive, um, doing certain things that where you would feel it would be essential. I have to, I have to act out sexually. Is that been part of? What you said was the off and on experience in your life? Yes. Okay. By the way, I'm, I'm asking questions because I know that you have called. I hear that you have been listening, and, and I'm talking about to our program, and you know that people can be set free. 
Is that not true? Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm just wanting you to hear I'm proud of you. I'm genuinely proud of you for being able to get this out. Um, and I want you to realize at age 28, uh, my friend, you've got, th- think, of this, think of it this way, you've got a whole, it's like you've, you've, you've lived maybe just one-third of your life or maybe just a fourth of your life, but you've got a long period of time to literally experience freedom from this sexual addiction. And what I'm hearing is we're talking about two different things, but there could be uh, a relationship between the two, meaning we're talking about spiritual warfare where something it it I always look um, my friend I always look for is there another logical reason for what when somebody talks about spiritual warfare can something else make sense or is it like no this is not natural and for you to describe what I know has been true in some other situations where, as you've already described, your dog, you take to the house, and then he starts sniffing and barking, and there's no logical reason, but continues to bark at something. And you're not seeing what it is. And yet... um, Let's, in fact, when we come back, I want you to tell me what happened after that. And I mean, was there any impact that you felt? Um, Why? I mean, obviously, you brought this up with this issue of spiritual warfare. It's like something was going on. Your mom had this feeling like something was touching her and that didn't make sense so just go a little bit further about that and then we're going to turn a corner and uh, thank you for calling do you ever struggle to believe that god loves you that he accepts you forgives you and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org.
Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of the occult, please give us a call. We have resources on that. We'd like to get those to you as quickly as we can. Just talk to customer support, and they can help you do that. The number is 800-488-HOPE. Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, they'll help you and uh, get you uh, the right resources. As we said, maybe they can order one that will be sent to you, or you can look for uh, free resources on our website, what we call Quick Reference Guides. You can even download those, print those out. It's just a couple of pages, a lot of information there, and we'd like to recommend those resources for you as well. But talk to customer support. Again, that's 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673, and they'd like to help you with the resources there. Let me recommend one of those called Dispelling the Darkness. That is uh, specifically our material on the occult, and they would be able to help you get that material. Also, we have Keys for Living on Satan, Demons, and Satanism. That's called Seeing the Sinister Reality. And uh, we have uh, additionally a resource called Spiritual Warfare. That's called Strategy for the Battle. Again, talk to customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673 if you'd like access to that material. Let's get back to tonight's conversation now with Alan. Well, my friend Alan, um, and I'm listening very carefully to you, and um, I am wondering, was there anything when this dog was obviously uh, focused on something and you didn't see what it was and it's obviously something this your dog had not done before is that correct yes okay so did your dog continue to do this um, the sniffing and barking um, did he continue continue to do this uh, after that one time or not? No. It just just happened that one time. Mm -hmm. But apparently it was significant to you for you to even mention it now, correct? Yes. Okay. And is it because that related to your mom feeling like something was touching her? Yeah, my mom and just uh, uh, like my lack of the 
how I think it's related to uh, me not being able to sleep at night and that incident when I felt like my mind got attacked. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you felt like your mind, yeah, your mind was being attacked, like invasion of, of, of thoughts. Do you remember any of your thoughts? Yeah, were any so, of those thoughts, were, were they any, any of those thoughts sexual? No. They were okay. more like spiritual-based. Spiritual uh, I remember one time my brother telling me, you know, like religion's making you sick. So that, that was kind of, that thought was prominent. Religion making you sick? Yes. What would that look like? Can you describe what that would be? Sorry, you cut off a little bit. What would that look like for religion to make you sick? I think that would that would look like doing all the religious duties, not 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 oh, yeah, you know, like the religious rituals and not having a relationship with God, like intimacy. Ah. Okay. The ritual without the relationship, the true relationship um, with Jesus Christ, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Has there been a time in your life where you know you humbled your heart and you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. Okay. How old were you when that occurred? Thirteen. So I was actually introduced to Jesus by the brother who said that. So, mm -hmm. yes, at thirteen. Did your life change at all after that? I would say yes. Good. How did it change? I, was, I remember during that time I was, like, uh, you know, depressed and... Uh, Shortly afterwards, I remember just getting, you know, getting my life back on track, started reading uh, Joel Osteen, you know, went back to school, so it changed in that way, you know, mm -hmm. depression went away. Okay. So when you gave your life to Christ, did you pray for him to be your Lord and Savior, giving him control of your life? Honestly, I just remember saying a, a prayer. Uh huh. And I'm not sure if I have to, like, if I understood the words that you're telling me now, you know, like, Lord, over my life. Yeah, see, some, I'm just saying that there are times when people say, well, I, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus, and they do. They believed that he lived on earth, that he did miracles. They acknowledge all that. Um, but so does the enemy of God. He believes in Jesus, the facts, but not, he will not yield. I'm talking about the enemy of God, called Satan, will not yield his will to the will of the Lord. Um, and that, the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. 
Lord means master, ruler, owner, giving him ownership of your life. That's the intent. It, it's not, and I'll, I'll say it another way. There were people, which I imagine you know, uh, I mean, meaning you don't know them personally, but in the Bible, you know about um, maybe um, these religious leaders. And they had the very thing you mentioned, Alan. They had a religion, but not a relationship with God. Um, they, uh, that, to me, that's like having the cart before the horse. Um, it's the wrong order. Uh, we are supposed to enter into, we, we, we yield our, our lives to him. Um, it's not just believing that Jesus exists. Uh, again, uh, not just Satan, but also the demons. They all believe that Jesus exists. But the, for us, the key is to literally turn our lives over to him. Uh, the Bible says, as many as received him, that's Jesus, to them he gave the right to become uh, children of God. We are adopted into his family. So I'm just communicating that um, you are right, that if the, all, there, all there is is a religion, um, there are all kinds of religions and many are false religions, or if, if it's minus the relationship with God through Christ, then it's missing the life-changing part of what God wants us to experience with him. But So uh, I'm just um, communicating to you what will be important for you for true victory in your life. Does it does that part make sense? Yes. Okay. So what I did hear is you had been experiencing depression, but then after this uh, when I asked about um, having a true relationship with Christ, uh, you did say that that was a difference because you experienced uh, a freedom from the depression that you had earlier been experiencing. Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, one thing that will be helpful for you to do is to ask God to reveal to you if there was something that would have caused um, this spiritual warfare, because that's where you started. You said you um, had um, exp experienced some spiritual warfare. Now, many, I mean, there there are times when people can literally have something in their homes, and I have. Um, and they have to do an inventory. They just look through everything they have. For example, I remember one time, um, I'm just going to be very candid, um, I saw something at the State Fair of Texas. 
And I thought, hmm. And it was a wooden Buddha. Uh, by the way, I don't know why I bought it. I was a teenager. And um, later, when I began to look at le and learn about spiritual warfare, I thought, I, I need, and it took me a while to do this to get rid of it. I, I, I thought, this is not healthy. This is not right. Because there are all kinds of idols that a person could have. And I didn't think a thing of it, but I also knew nothing about spiritual warfare. And um, I, and for example, we were told not to, in in the occult, we are not to look at the signs of the sky and make decisions based on those. There are scriptures that say this, and that's exactly what astrology is. I mean, horoscopes and. Um, uh, what is called astrology, and it's a method of l looking at the planets, and it's it's not astronomy. Astronomy is a science. Astrology is seeking to have supernatural power or knowledge apart from the God of the Bible, and it's letting, um, it's accessing horoscopes, etc. Well, I can tell you that many, many people do this, but the Bible actually forbids that activity. And all I'm saying is there are times we can be doing certain things like that and not even be aware that the Bible forbids it. The reason I know that is because I didn't know anything about spiritual warfare until I started reading the Bible in context of the whole, and I, I, I learned I needed a number of things not to do because the Bible, again, forbids those actions. And this can be helpful for you to do this. In fact, I think I'm going to send something to you. I'm going to send you for sure something on the occult just so you can know what it, and, and you can evaluate it is there anything that would have caused this spiritual warfare and you can do an we have an inventory there and you look and if you have any involvement that needs to be done struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. 
That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. If you have questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our keys for living that will help you to address your situation. We have, uh, that's over 100 topics of uh, biblical hope and practical help, uh, topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, abuse, marriage, parenting, so many more. Just talk to customer support at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. We're recommending tonight the keys for living on the occult called Dispelling the Darkness. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. Uh, check out our website as well for a full listing of our resources. It's at hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find all the keys for living there, as well as Lifeline to Hope online training, uh, books, and other Bible studies June has produced as well. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to tonight's conversation with Alan. Well, my friend, I, I know we're talking about two different things, spiritual warfare and Again, I'm sending you our material on the occult just for you to evaluate what these items are that could give an opening into uh, the occult and therefore open the door to spiritual warfare where many people are not aware of what the Bible forbids. And so that is is one part Um is is that clear for you to go through the material and, and you'll see what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. And the other part is you have mentioned um, a on and on again, off again. You said on and off of of a of a sexual addiction and. You have, what what I like about you is this. You're calling because this is not what you want. At least that's what I'm hearing. That you don't want this to be habitual in your life. Am I correct about that? Yes, you're correct. Okay, good for you. You realize many people say, nope, this is just who I am. Or I have a right to do whatever I want to do. Or, you know, they'll, they'll justify. 
But the problem is, if if there's anything that controls us, that's what the addiction is. Um, and people who have an addiction will say, the most important thing in my life, not if it's a sexual addiction, you'd, it would be, the most important thing in my life would be, you know, is sex, and I'll do whatever's necessary to get my sexual needs met. Well, that seems logical initially, but that's not going to... See, I hear there's the spiritual part of you that wants to be... Well, let me ask, what would you want if if you could have, based on what you've told me thus far, what would you want your life to be like right now? If it were possible. I would say just, I would say emotionally whole, like free from from, uh, from guilt, from, from fear, just be emotionally whole. Hmm. That's good. That's very good. Well, when you're doing something that is to a degree hidden, that is um, something that you would not want to continue doing, it's understandable that you would have guilt. By the way, this is called good guilt. Good guilt. Meaning, and I'm going to put it in a very unusual way. If I'm headed, if I'm driving a car and I'm heading the wrong way on a one-way street, uh, that's not going to be real smart of, of me and it's not going to end well, right? Yeah. I just keep going the wrong way on a one-way street. Well, we are told... Uh, that there is a way that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. That we can think, this is no big deal, this is okay, and yet, and this, by the way, is a scripture twice in the book of Proverbs, and the book of Proverbs is the book on wisdom. So it's not wise for us, for any of us, to think, Uh, There's a way that seems right, but in the end it leads to death. And I'm not just talking about a car crash. I'm talking about impacting our lives. I appreciate what you said. You want to be emotionally whole, not controlled in such a way that your, your conscience is being compromised. In other words, that you, you said you want to be free from guilt. That's good. That's healthy. That's positive because that means that you are willing to take action. I mean, I'm that because that's why you called. You want to take action to do that which frees you from a guilty lifestyle. Is that? you think that's accurate for you? Yes. Okay. Well, 
I'm going to share some things with you, and I think it could be helpful for you and me to talk again, because I want to. I'm going to. What I'm going to share will be something that has to do with a sexual addiction. Um, and but but I'm, I want to make sure we get to the solution part. Uh, are you open? to us talking another time? Yes. Okay, good. Well, let me let me explain something. Everybody is created with three inner needs. You are created with three inner needs for love, significance, and security. Love, significance, and security. Um, and all along, the Lord plans to be the need meter. Now, at the time, what we can do is try to get our needs met even illegitimately. And this is where we get some, uh, we all have done this. Um, We try to get our needs met for love, uh, to know that someone is unconditionally committed uh, to our best interest, or the feeling of uh, even a sexual high can feel love. Uh, significance is just to know that we have meaning and purpose in life. Uh, security is to feel accepted and a sense of belonging. Now, while, yes, we would like this, um, There are times in our lives where bad things have happened and there aren't people who have treated us in this way where we feel significant, where we feel secure. And you and I have not talked about that yet. But what I want you to hear is all along the Lord planned to be the need meter to meet our deepest needs for love Significance and security. In regard to love, the Bible says, I have loved you. This is the Lord speaking. I've loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. That's Jeremiah 31.3. In regard to significance, it's he says, I know the plans I have for you. This is huge, by the way. This is great news. He says, Alan, he says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's in Jeremiah 29, 11. And he meets our need for security if we allow him to. The Lord goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. See, that's his plan, is to be the need meter. But the problem is this. If we are involved in any addiction, whatever it is, and you've already said that's what you've been experiencing, the problem is we can feel in that situation, I'm... Well, if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. 
if you really knew, um, I, sometimes I feel unlovable. I feel it. I feel that nobody really cares. Feeling um, that people care only if they can get something, and therefore, I don't like the feeling. I've got to protect myself. And so they, listen to this, they enter into a relationship with sex that's not based on love. In other words, they can have a relationship with passion, with, uh, with uh, erotic passion, uh, but they can use a person. And yet, in regard to our need for love, again, the Lord says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. He wants to, uh, he, he wants to meet that need. Now, I'm going to present these three things because we I've mentioned there are three areas. Um, he, me, he literally created us with these three inner needs. For love, significance, and security. And you can tell me if this is anything that you've been feeling. Uh, the first is love. Um, but it's like, but if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. Uh, for the need for significance, I, you know, if you really knew me, you wouldn't value me. I, I, I feel unworthy. I feel like I've failed. Uh, I feel insignificant. And so you enter into a relationship with passion, sexual passion, yet it's not really meeting the need. And the same would be for security. Uh, if you really knew me, you'd abandon me. I, I can't depend on others. I can't risk rejection. And so you enter into a relationship with passion, um, something erotic, but it doesn't satisfy. Now let me ask, do any of those three, do you identify with any of those three, the, the trying to get your need met for love, significance, or security? I would say security, I can depend on others. And nobody, yeah. nobody cares those two statements. Okay. okay. Well, my friend, we're going to talk about this when we talk again, and I'll be much more specific of the way out. We will send our Keys for Living on the occult called Dispelling the Darkness. We'll send that out to you tonight's caller. And we're able to do that because of your generous support of our ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope, And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.